You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope your employment rights are doing the job of keeping you informed about how you should expect to be treated at work. Don't be put off from asking questions. Well, after last week's episode where we looked at workplace uniform policies and how this impacts on you if you're paid the national minimum or national living wage we received several questions about other items which workers are finding deducted from their wages, with the main question asked being whether these deductions are fair and whether these deductions actually force people's earnings below minimum wage or living wage levels. Now, of course, we can't answer this question without looking at individual payslips to see how your wages have been worked out. But the question got us thinking about the different things your employer should not try to include when calculating your national minimum wage or national living wage or salary. So in this week's episode, We're going to take you through the key areas of pay that your employer should not use when calculating your week's pay. Now, let's put it out there that understanding whether you are receiving the correct minimum wage rate can be challenging. And at times, it can get into a legal minefield when you are trying to remember what your employer should not include in your calculations. And that's because in today's world of work, your wages rarely include just a straight payment at the correct hourly rate. No, instead, there are millions of workers for whom your employers make other payments to you or indeed take other deductions from your wages. And all of this makes it difficult to know what should be counted as a legal deduction when your employer is working out your wages. And you need to know that because you also have to ensure that when those deductions are made, they are made lawfully so that you are not being paid below national minimum wage levels. So in this episode, we'll take you through the things your employer should not include when working out your national minimum or national living wage levels. So the first area you need to be aware of is the area of tips and service charges. Now, we've produced podcast episodes about the importance of remembering that the rules have changed. And whereas before, your employer could use tips and service charges to top up your pay, so that what in effect was happening was that when you took away the amount of tips you received, you were actually being paid below legal wage levels. Now, It's illegal to include any tips or service charges as part of your pay. And it doesn't matter whether you receive those tips directly or whether you are paid those tips into your bank account as part of any backs payment. Whatever the case may be, you must now receive those tips and gratuities on top of your national minimum wage or living wage salary. 
The next item that cannot be included in the way your wages are calculated are things referred to as benefits in kind. Now, benefits in kind can include things like meal tickets or lunch vouchers. And it can also include things like childcare vouchers or medical insurance and can extend to things like petrol being provided by your employer or using the company car. And it can also include things like the contributions your employer makes to your pension. None of these benefits in kind can be included as part of your wages or in the calculation of your weekly wage. So, for example, if you use the company car, your boss might want to say that the value of the use of the car adds an extra £50 a month benefit to your salary. And that's okay. And that should be the end of the matter. However, what cannot happen is that your boss takes the matter a step further and deducts the £50 from your salary as money you have already received in lieu of wages via the use of the company car and then pay you the remainder of your salary minus the £50. Because what that would do is bring your final salary for that pay period to below national minimum wage or national living wage levels. And that would be illegal. The third area you need to be aware of is the area of expenses. If your employer pays you expenses for money you have spent doing your job, repaying you your expenses should be treated as a separate part of your salary and should not be used to make up your pay in any way. Now, examples of expenses would be things like travel costs or subsistence costs, that's cost for food and drink, or costs for staying in a hotel, or you having to buy stationery to do your job and the employer then repaying you for those purchases. So, for example, if you're age 21 and paid the national minimum wage of £10.18 per hour and you work a 40-hour week, at the end of the week, you should expect to receive £407.20 before any legal deductions. But let's say you also have a reimbursement for travel costs because you went to a conference or a meeting and those travel costs come to £67. What your employer cannot do is to count the repayment of the £67 as part of your week's pay of £407.20. Why? Because in real terms, if you are being repaid money that you have already spent, this should be added to your week's pay to give you a week's pay of £407.20 plus £67 reimbursement for expenses. But if your employer were to make the repayment of the £67 a part of your week's pay, then in real terms, this would actually bring your week's pay down to £340.20 plus the £67 which you were being repaid to make £407.20. 
But the consequences of making your expenses part of the calculation of your week's pay is that the £340.20 wages you receive would push you below national minimum wage levels. And that would mean the payment of £340.20 would be illegal. Expenses paid to you must always be separate and in addition to your salary or your wages. Now, it's a similar sort of thing when we're dealing with allowances that you might be paid. So if you receive an additional allowance for something like being on call or you receive, let's say, the London waiting, which is an allowance that takes into consideration the additional expense of working in inner London, then unless these allowances are consolidated into your normal pay, meaning that, for example, Instead of the £10.10 £10 per hour you receive, you receive £13.24 per hour to include your on-call allowance or a London waiting payment. Unless your hourly rate already includes your allowances in this way, then the allowances must be applied after you have been paid your £10.10 £10 per hour national minimum or national living wage. Your hours are then worked out separately to include the value of any other allowance you are paid. And that is, again, to be sure that the allowances are not used to offset your weekly pay so that your weekly pay falls below national minimum or national living wage levels. And then finally, if you receive an overtime premium rate for working extra hours or for working certain shifts, your employer must separate out the different payments so that you can see the part of your salary paid at national minimum wage or national living wage hourly rates. And then you can see those parts of your hours which are paid at the enhanced rate. Because again, the enhanced rate cannot be used to offset your wages. Any premium payments should be calculated separately. So what cannot happen is that your premium payments are used as a total amount to then say that you have received most of your weekly wage via the premium payment. So going back to our week's pay of £407.20, your employer cannot use your overtime rate to make up this pay. Meaning that, for example, if you worked 20 hours of overtime at £14 per hour instead of £10.18 per hour and your overtime hours come to £280, your employer cannot then use your overtime pay of £280 towards your week's pay and then simply add £127.20 to make up the remainder of your week's pay to get you to £407.20 at an hourly rate of £10.18. This would be illegal. So in closing... The best place to start to check how you are being paid is to look at your payslip and understand how your week's pay has been worked out. You should have all of your weekly hours 
paid at the statutory national minimum wage or national living wage rate, and those hours should be grouped together so that you can identify them and identify that you have been paid the full week's pay off for whatever hours you work at the right rate. And then if you've got additional things that need to be repaid to you, those should be identified separately on your pay packet. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that it's important to know when you are being paid an actual week's pay at a legal statutory national minimum wage or national living wage level. So when checking your pay slip, it's important to check that things like tips and gratuities or benefits in kind or expenses or allowances or overtime or premium rates of pay that all of these types of enhanced payments have not been used to make up the bulk of your pay. Instead, wherever these payments have been used, they should appear separately on your pay slip and distinct from the hourly rate you are paid for your normal working hours. If you need help with national minimum wage queries or any other employment rights matter, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy what we do. Until next week, have the best and most informed employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.